You are listening to Personal Branding Exposed with Megan McNeil. Each episode, we'll explore different areas of personal branding and how you can build, maintain, and leverage off your own personal brand. Here's your host, Megan. Morning, everyone. Welcome to Personal Branding Exposed. I've got Brody McCulloch with me today, and Brody is the man behind Space Cubed. If you're from Perth, you will no doubt have heard of the community that is Space Cubed. It started as one place, and now he's got several locations around the city. He's very much all about building communities. It started with the startup um, sort of ecosystem, which has grown and grown. Last year, Brody did put his hand up to go for Lord Mayor of Perth, which just is testament to how much he wants to grow the city. Unfortunately, pipped at the post, but that's all right. Anyway, less about that today. We want to find out more about Brody. Welcome. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Brody, tell me, when you were 15, you're sitting in class, what were you thinking you were going to do? It probably wasn't starting a space cube empire. No, I don't think so. I think the, <laughs> uh, yeah, when I was, when I was little, I probably, I wasn't thinking about much. I'd really didn't do very well at school, um, was sort of learn through doing, uh, which I think is the entrepreneurial way. Um, but yeah, while I was at school, I just didn't, um, yeah, probably wasn't thinking too much about what I was going to be doing later in life. It was more just having fun at the time. Uh, I did think about a few things. So I was pretty good at sort of Lego and that sort of stuff. So building things. And I guess that's sort of eventuated through SpaceCube. We're building a lot of spaces and support for, for entrepreneurs. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, my career um, really through, you know, going through university, um, got a marketing and e-business degree, but while doing that, uh, went and joined the army as in the army reserve for, for five years. So, so did different things to try and work out what I wanted to do and, and then joined a cruise line as marketing manager. So did a whole range of different things and then sort of realised there was a gap in Perth for, for something like Space Cubed. So how did Space Cube start? Like what was, what was the drive for you personally to start that? Yeah, so I'd, I'd tried a number of businesses before over the years, um, but had been working overseas for about five years, four and a half, five years uh, for a cruise lighting company in the US and moved back to Perth in uh, early sort of 2010 and saw a, was sort of working out, well, what do I do next? And it was sort of peak of the mining boom at the time and saw a, a big gap in how entrepreneurs were being supported in Western Australia and then saw a real opportunity for, you know, what spaces like space you have seen co-working spaces overseas i'd seen entrepreneurial support happening in the us and uk and just saw a big gap in how i could actually support entrepreneurs um, build a, a space that would sort of bring that community together uh, so worked on that for about a year and a half to to uh, bring our first space uh, into fruition which was with the property group stockland at the time and yeah, yeah it just it just grew from there so um you know it really came from there being a big gap in the market for entrepreneur support uh there wasn't it, it, the economy was going really well so there wasn't real focus on solving that from government or any other sort of sectors or people and yeah with space cube was able to build a model that has sustainably filled that gap well yeah because they're 10 years on and how many properties do you have now or spaces yeah, so we've got um, about seven spaces across Western Australia. We've got staff in Queensland and uh, South Australia now as well. Um, we have a number of joint ventures and we've invested in about 26 companies over the last four years through our Plus Eight program. Uh, and then a whole range of other programs that we support. So Space Cube is really about our spaces. So we've got different brands for different types of spaces. So I'm in Flux at the moment, uh, but we've got Riff and Fern. Um, we manage one of Murdoch's spaces, their city campus in the city, which is for them to help engage better with industry. Um, 
Port Hedland, we support a space there, Yanship, Mandra, so all up and down Western Australia. Um, but then programs is the second part of that. So it's no good just having a space where people come and sit and do their work. You also need the programs to support them to grow their ideas um, and, and to support them all the way from early stage through to as they grow um, to, to much larger businesses. Yeah, I'm, I was actually lucky enough to be in one of your spaces, Flux, um, a couple of years ago when I was at Study Perth. We were we were stationed in there for a little while, which was awesome. And it was great. It was a completely different experience for us because we were able to collaborate a lot easier and quicker with people and with people that we probably wouldn't have bumped into otherwise, which is what I really love about the, the spaces that you've created. Um, and touching on the programmes, I mean, She Codes, I'm a massive fan of, of that one, obviously. Um, not that I can code a single thing but I'm impressed with anyone who can um you know where where does um, the where do the programs come from are they ideas that you and your team have or are people coming to you as a mixture yeah it's a bit of a mixture so um she codes was Kate Kerwin who's uh, been employed for us for she's one of our longest employees and she uh, was really passionate about both learning to code and then um, teaching people to learn to code, especially women to learn to code, who, you know, there are a lot of sort of stereotypes in that industry. Yep. And the, only about 10% of software developers are, are women. Um, so there's a huge gap there. And having specific programs for women actually just increases the, the making it really relatable for women to be able to say, yes, I can do this. But then at the same time, um, provides a really clear career path uh, for reskilling and upskilling. So SheCodes has some amazing stats where, you know, for every SheCodes Plus program, there's about 200 applications for 25 positions on the program. And then of those graduates, of the 25 graduates, 60% of them get jobs within the next three months. So it's it's got great, great outcomes, but that's really driven by Kate. So we've supported her to drive that. Um, Plus Eight is our accelerator program. And we have a number of different iterations of that where we invest in companies coming through the space. And that really came from, there was a demand in Perth where there just wasn't early stage seed funding for entrepreneurs. Um, so we sort of said, well, Let's try and pull this together, pull together partners like RAC Better Labs, um, Hawaiian, Mervac, Woodside have now just come on board, East Court have just come on board. So the program's actually growing, which is which is amazing. And we've had some really successful companies come through there. So of the we've invested about $1.2 million into, into startups in WA through that program over the last four years. Those companies have then gone on to raise about an additional $11 million in a number of raising funds right now. And that portfolio is valued at about sort of 70 to $80 million. So really successful. Um, it's, it's a great outcome. We probably don't talk about it nearly anywhere near enough, um, but we've got that track record now. Um, and probably the last program that we run is MeshPoints, which is our regional entrepreneurship program. So I'm up in Port Hedland uh, and Newman in a few weeks, um, where across WA, we support uh, regional communities to to support their entrepreneurs and build out their innovation ecosystems. Um, yeah, I love that. Um, I'm My background was at WA Farmers when I first got here, so a lot of my contacts are in the regions and I have a lot of friends who are still out there who have memberships with Space Cubes at different locations um, so that they can hot desk when they're in the city because yeah. you know they don't have a need for a permanent, permanent desk. So that's a great add-on as well, which you don't obviously get everywhere else now what everything that you do through space cubed is incredible but i just want to highlight because obviously personal branding is my thing none of this would be possible if you didn't put yourself out there mm. and i just want to ask you like was that intentional or is it just it's been hard graft and you've just you know you've been so passionate about it it's been easy to have those conversations are you even conscious of it like how did how did all that come about 
Yeah, so the so definitely it's something that we've put a lot of energy into both the brand of Space Cubed and I think now Space Cubed, the brand itself is, I think the mayoral campaign last year helped separate that from me a bit, which I think yeah. is important because we've got, you know, across the Space Cube businesses, so um, Core Innovation Hub, which is our mining energy hub and Space Cube, we've got sort of 27 staff and it's growing really quickly. Yeah. So putting a lot of effort into me sort of separating my brand out from that. Um, the mayoral campaign helped to do that and that was like the ultimate branding exercise as well because, you know, for the last sort of probably four years I've been really focused on focus, especially with our marketing guys, they they do not like it because they're like, oh, but we want to promote your what you're doing. I'm like, no, 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 promote Space Cube, promote the members, promote the startups. That's the focus for Space Cube. So that was really for four or five years, that was where I was focusing um, all of our sort of marketing and branding attention. Then to run for mayor, it completely flipped because you're essentially selling yourself. It is, uh, you know, yes. it's, it's about you. It's not about not about anyone else. Um, so through Space Cube, it's been more about, about making sure that the business gets the brand. But then I had to kind of flip that from there when focus on myself, and and I think that really helped. Yeah, separate those those brands out. Well, even when you look at your programs, like Kate is very much the face of um, She Codes. Like I, I've never met Kate, but I know who she is. I've seen her about, um, and if I see her, I think She Codes. So we are still putting a person behind the programs and behind Space Cube. When I think of innovation and I think of diversity, those kind of things in the city centre, I do think of Space Cube, and your name is one that comes top of mind. And, you know, I think the mayoral campaign not the result maybe that we all wanted well not all of us but some of us wanted but that's that's okay I still think it did a great job of um, highlighting the work that you're doing because like you said it's way more than just space cubed it's those conversations and it's been able to bring people together and you're working with big companies that don't need space cubed as in like they're not going to use it physically but they do in other ways because they filter resources or money through it or they put people through your programs and or they support them financially etc so I think that that's really important that you've got such a strong and respected personal brand within Perth itself to be able to pull that off. Yeah, yeah it definitely helps, um, especially Perth is a, is a small small city and West Australia is a small state yep. um, from a population <laughs> perspective. You know, when you look, when you break it down, there are only a handful of large companies based here, like uh, yep. you know, sort of 20 odd, even including mining and energy, there's still 20 to, 20 to 25 bigger companies that have the resources to really do uh, much more innovative things. Um, we're seeing a lot of innovation from small businesses, but not at the scale that large companies can deliver that. And compared to Sydney or Singapore, it's quite challenging to operate in that space. So having a personal brand where, you know, 10 years now means that people trust, we've delivered what we said we were going to deliver, people trust that what we do, what we're going to do, um, or we say, we do what we say we're going to do. And, and those things, um, you know, that it just takes time to build, and especially in Perth, where it is a smaller place, it is 0.5 degrees of separation, maybe. Um, and so, you know, technology has really made that much more integrated as well. Uh, it, your, your, your brand and, and, you know, your reputation is kind of everything because if people don't trust you, they just won't work with you and, and things move a little bit slower. So um, it, it, they could take a very long time to rebuild. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, no, I think that's brilliant. With um, I, I wanted, to, I know that the uh, mayoral campaign wasn't successful, but it still was. Like, it still put your name up there for a lot of people. Can you talk, uh, just sort of tell the audience a little bit more about what the process was? Because that's it's quite a daunting process. Because, like you mm. said, it's less about your actual policies and it's way more about you and what you've done in your track record. What was that process like for you? Yeah, it was um, yeah, really, at the end of the day, it was a really positive process. So we ran a positive campaign through uh, throughout the, you know, the whole campaign. And, mm -hmm. and I think it's one of those things where you see politicians run negative campaigns. And unfortunately, I think in the climate we live in, you kind of need to do that to win. But that was something where it wasn't, that doesn't align with my values. It's not what I wanted to do. This was about painting a positive picture for Perth, not not trading on people's fears and, and anxiety, um, which which does do a. We all know fear gets a much better. It gets action compared to compared yep. to the opportunity piece. But I don't I don't think that matter. I think the key thing was we were running on that positive camp. We delivered that. Um, yes, we didn't win, but at the same time, what it has meant is that people around Perth uh, and Western Australia know what. I'm about, they know about Space Cubed and the good work that it's done. They know about all the good things that entrepreneurs are doing. Um, yeah. Managed to talk quite a lot about green energy policies and, and the impact those could have on the city as well. And then also, and it's starting to come through now, you're seeing it, but that positioning for Perth, uh, especially in this region and the opportunity for that. So I think still some of those things are, and, you know, I talk with the cat, like things are happening, which is good. Um, but for me, it was, yeah, I, I think, ticked a lot of boxes yes didn't didn't win but at the same time people know who i am and they know what i'm about and i think it's actually interesting interestingly built trust um whereas i, I wonder if i'd won people do not trust politicians so i think it's potentially built a lot more trust uh from the fact that you know i was wanting to deliver that civic service and and support the city and you know put back into the city um rather than yeah rather than not do that it's interesting. I had this conversation with a client last week who um, he kind of likes the idea of going into politics because he has a lot of ideas and really wants to make some positive change. And we were discussing it at length. And I, I, I think that it's the wrong place for him because I don't think he'd last two minutes because there would be too much red tape for him. He's very action orientated, which I get you are as well. Um, that, you know, sometimes externally you can actually have more impact than you can internally, which can be very frustrating because you almost become a bit of a puppet and um, once you go in you've got all the best of intentions um, but then you get in there and you've actually got other people's opinions that you really have to it's not just what you actually went in there for it's what everyone wanted you in there for uh, which is hard but yeah it's uh, what opportunities have come from the campaign last year for you personally so through yeah across so since October was when the election was then um, that's like green energy in space cube they don't waste light right. yeah. yeah everything's on a timer um and a sensor so that works um maybe a bit too well sometimes uh but yeah so since the since october um i've really focused on our mining and energy innovation hub in the space because as like iron ore has taken Western Australia through the COVID pandemic and and we've been up and running for, with the you know, mining, uh, core innovation hub for five years now. So there's an opportunity to actually really grow that where large companies are looking for innovation um, and, and really supporting the, the 
building out that team. So now we've got um, five staff, staff in the core innovation hub, two in Adelaide, uh, and it just continues to grow. So really big opportunities there uh, and lots of regional opportunities as well to support region, regional communities to diversify their local economies and prepare for this sort of automation of work, which is rapidly happening, especially in so the heavy industries where it is a lot of autonomous trucks, autonomous trains, yeah. um, it, it's a big shift that's coming and there's a lot of work we're doing. We've just announced a innovation, uh, core innovation hub in Newman with BHP to try and do that upskilling, reskilling um, program. Yeah. Uh, I've also then been supporting the Space Cube team, so Philly and Chandra uh, and the broader team there are doing a great job where we actually opened a new space in October last year with firm. So even during the pandemic and co-working space was hit very hard during that period. Mm -hmm. um, we did the right thing by our members and now a lot of our members are growing with us. So by the end of next month, we'll be back to basically where we were in February 2020 um, before the pandemic hit. So that's a that's a great outcome. Like I, I actually can't believe that. Our counterparts in Sydney and Melbourne are in much worse situations than that. Whereas we managed to get through the pandemic, support our members, keep everyone healthy and safe. Uh, and now we're on a growth trajectory again. So we're looking at more spaces. We've got potential opportunities in Sydney and Melbourne. Um, so really I've been supporting the Space Cube team to make sure that you know we can capture those. And, and then just having lots of interesting conversations with people about what some of the opportunities are next. So flexible workspaces, now 100% a thing. People do not want to sign long-term leases anymore. Yeah. So it's brought forward that trend by about 10 years. Um, and yeah, I've, I've had actually a lot of branding, personal branding opportunities. I'm finalist in, in West Australian of the Year for the business category this year, which is great. Um, so getting lots of those sort of profile opportunities, um, doing off the back of that um, competition, off, off the back of that awards, I've been able to do a bunch of media. And uh, I was born in Derby, so a lot of media in the Pilbara and Kimberley um, as part of that, which was which has been really good. Um, so yeah, lots. I think definitely uh, it was an experience and, and overall a good experience. But I think there aren't really good and bad experiences. It's all just experience which you learn from. Um, and this is it's provided lots of opportunities, which um, you know I sort of thought it would because getting a bigger profile does help with that. Um, I probably haven't done as much social media and that sort of stuff since the election. I've been more focused on actually delivering things, but at the yeah. same time, there's been lots of other you know I've been able to do. I did a nine-year reflection blog post about Space Cube and our journey and impact. Uh, probably a month ago, a couple of months ago. And off the back of that, I've had people wanting to do videos and podcasts and all sorts of things that have helped really frame that story. And, and I think she, the startup and innovation community has come a very long way in the last uh, 10 years. And, and I think it's worth reflecting on that and planning out what the next 10 years looks like. Yeah, and you know it's quality over quantity when you're talking about doing a lot less social media yourself now. You've kind of positioned yourself and you've done the hard yards where you've got people talking about you so you don't need to create as much yourself um, at the moment, which is quite nice as well, I like. Um, but no, I think it's incredible. I, I really enjoy watching your journey. I, I, I arrived in Perth in 2012, so I was aware of Space Cubed probably about 2013, 2014 by the time I became aware of it because I was mainly out in the regions with WA Farmers. But it was actually regional people that told me about Space Cubed. Um, 
And we we actually did some stuff with you with Ag Connect. We had an event at one of your venues yeah. um, and stuff like that. So it's it's definitely I like how you're, you're you're kind of almost bridging that country city divide as well. Which I didn't realize you were from Derby. So maybe that's why you've done that because you've got roots in the country as well, and you're aware of how isolated and how they need that support as well. But I mean, it all fits in together and it's massive as well too especially in uh, 2010 when you think about it, it was all about mining nothing else mm-hmm. existed that mm-hmm. you know you took a real risk to get into that and to start something completely you know opposite like there was you weren't digging anything from the ground like mm-hmm. what interest did the state have in you and I remember when the, the boom kind of stopped being a boom and it was oh agriculture agriculture is the next big thing mm-hmm. and it's like no We've always needed to eat, and it's it's always nice and steady. It's just that mining's going down; that you're noticing it now. And I think that that's that's probably one of my um, main concerns for WA is that we're so like mining focused. When we think about some of the incredible stuff that's happening and innovation with um, then the med tech, you know, with on our own doorstep, but we don't really think about it. Agriculture, like I mean, we've got farmers that are basically farming on dust but you know they're so innovative it's amazing but we just see the big coins from mining and it's kind of where our focus is so I I do love that you've got that diversity where you're actually you've got inclusion you're kind of involving everybody from the big players all the way down and it's almost like there's that trickle effect where you're like okay well we know the big players are what people are looking at we know that's where the money's at um but it can also impact everyone else who's trying to do something as well so that's cool it's really cool yeah, no, yes. I think it's, it's, it needs to happen like the, the fact that Western Australia has one big product uh, through um, iron ore and we've got one big customer that makes up about 45% of the state's gross state product. That's, that's a big challenge where, you know, if you're in your own personal investment portfolio, your, your super fund doesn't yep. invest that way. Um, and as a state, it's, uh, we've seen it, you know, with what the the um, sanctions and and trade changes that China's put onto other exports from Australia. Um, yeah, I think now's the time to really look at that and go, well, how do we reinvest some of those mining royalties? How do companies think about diversifying their customer base and also their product base? Um, and I think Space Cube's a great, great, great place for people to have those innovative conversations, look at new products and look at new markets. And there's a whole bunch of startups here that are already doing that. So connecting those two worlds together makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, that's why I was so keen to chat to you. I've, I've waited months for this. <laughs> no, um, Brody, what's next for you? We'll finish up with just what's next. What can people expect to to see next? So I think the yeah over the next sort of twelve months. So there is a there, West Australia has a huge opportunity, and Space Cube will just will continue to grow, but. Perth's a tough one and West Australia's a tough one where it's got sort of a natural cap, I think just driven by population. You know, there's 2.5 million people across the state um, and there's only so much that can be accommodated there. There are a lot of opportunities like all of our spaces, you know, refilling with people and companies growing is is amazing. But we've really been looking at, well, Sydney and and Melbourne, what are the opportunities there? And we've already got staff in Brisbane for she codes and core for, yeah, Brisbane for she codes and core for Adelaide. So so I think it's continuing to grow that footprint and grow the the impact we're having through growing both our spaces. And we've shifted our model with spaces recently where we do management agreements for space. So it's similar to what a hotel does. We bring the brand, the operating structure, the staff to operate a space, to design, build, and then manage the space. Um, so we recently did that with Fern. 
um, and then we can uh, and then we can use that as a platform for supporting our members from there. So so we're having a lot of conversations about different spaces all across Australia, which will be really exciting. And then at the same time, all of the programs, so all of our programs are in a better position than they were before the pandemic. Um, and I think that's because there's demand for people to reskill and upskill uh, and people to also start their own businesses. So she codes is about upskilling and reskilling. Plus eight's about upskilling entrepreneurs and giving them the resources they need. Mesh points is about upskilling regional communities. So um, all of these things are, are in place. And, and I think it's just about now that the timing's kind of right to where all those big trends that were coming have sort of hit us within 12 months and, and COVID really was the catalyst for that. So I'm excited about all of that. Uh, and yeah, I think it's just in, in Perth now, we've got success stories with startups and entrepreneurs, um, VGW, Health Engine, all of these businesses that have grown over the last 10 years. We're now seeing them reinvest back into the startup community, whether it's through um, programs that they're supporting or it's the founders getting involved or their staff going back and mentoring or starting their own businesses. So I think we'll see that whole cycle happen over the next two to three years, which you know that was a 10-year journey to get there. And those businesses worked really hard to get there, but they've grown their business in WA and I think have that commitment to reinvesting into the ecosystem here. Fantastic. Well, that was, um, as always with Brody, because he's very much about the wider community and supporting everyone else, was not just about him, but about everything he's doing and what his team is doing. Anyone who's listening, who are watching um, from anywhere around the world, because I know we've got listeners from Canada, Singapore and everywhere in between, um, if you are looking at new locations or if you're looking at Perth or you're looking at Australia, like don't, everyone kind of goes straight to Sydney and Melbourne, but you know, Perth, there's a lot happening here. And Brody's your man. You need to get in touch with Brody if you're uh, you're wanting to tiptoe into uh, Perth because he's definitely going to be the one to open gates and connect you to the right people because you are, you're making so much happen. Um, you should be incredibly proud of everything that you have achieved. Um, and I, I'm a big fan. I think that what you've done is amazing and I know that you'll continue to do great things and I'll continue to watch on so um thank you so much for your time Brody I really appreciate it yeah thank you really appreciate it as well thanks so much for listening to personal branding exposed if you enjoyed this episode or any of the others then please listen to some more but also share it with your friends and leave a review I'm a pretty new podcast so that means quite a lot for me and I really appreciate your kind words social media if you have any feedback or you just want to just want to chat really send me a message i'm normally found on instagram or linkedin they're where i like to hang out but i do have facebook if that's your thing and also on the website you can get my details there and you can get in touch thank you so much for getting this far if you want a little bit more though these episodes actually go out live every tuesday at 8 p.m western standard time here in western australia at 8 p.m which if you're in canada or america that'll be first thing in the morning for you so you can uh, listen over your morning coffee and if you're in the uk it'll be over your lunch break I speak to these amazing people every single Tuesday and they just expose their personal brands to us. They tell us what makes them tick, what motivates them. We hear their stories of where they've come from and where they are now and how they got there. There's loads you can take from this, lots of uh, motivation and inspiration. Like These people are awesome and they've really niched down. They know what it is that they're doing, so there's so much to take away from them. I have got this amazing lineup of people coming up, so make sure it's in your diary, 8pm Western Standard Time and the podcast drops every Wednesday. Till next time.